This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will smart food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. And now, your host, Matthew Kanata, joined by co-hosts Josh Houts and Aaron Sutton. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Finsider Radio. This is Matt Kanata, joined by Aaron Sutton and Joshua Houts. And the Miami Dolphins getting ready to go back to training camp. They begin on July 21st for rookies. That is Sunday, July 24th for veterans. That is a Wednesday, and then they open up their camp to the public right away on July 25th when training camp officially begins for the entire team. The Dolphins will host 10 practices open to the public throughout July and August, plus a public scrimmage at Hard Rock Stadium at 1 p.m. on August 3rd. Four consecutive days of practice open to the public July 25th through 28th. All begin at 9.40 a.m., so if you're in the area, if you're down in Miami for this or just live down there, want something to do, make sure you try to go check it out. The Dolphins do a great job accommodating their fans to get up close to the action as much as possible. The Miami Dolphins return to the field at 10.30 a.m. on July 30th after taking the 29th off for four more days of practice leading into the August 3rd scrimmage in Miami Gardens at Hard Rock Stadium. They'll wrap up training camp with two more days of practice, August 5th and August 6th. Then they open up the preseason against the Atlanta Falcons on August 8th. Son, it is insane, crazy, out of this world, incredibly crazy, incredibly extravagant, absolutely amazing. Go on. Justifying. Babbling. Not babbling. I'm trying to think of the right word there, and I'm just running out of adjectives and exclamatives, if that's even a word, to describe how, how insane it is, Sutton, certain, 
Aaron, <laughs> that as of this recording on July 17th, 2019, 10, 22 and 33 seconds PM, there will be preseason football being played in exactly 15 days. It has been a long off season. It has been a slow off season at times. It has been a crazy off season at other times. And we're almost back to football. And before you know it, it's going to be September. It's going to be week one. And the Baltimore Ravens will come down to Miami and we'll see a completely different Miami team that we've seen in years past. And hopefully, let's pray the Dolphins don't get beat up by the Ravens like they usually do. But I have a feeling that it's not going to be business as usual down in Miami this year. Sign, buckle up, sunshine. We're ready yeah, to fly. Starting to drink some of that jungle juice, aren't you there, Matthew? The jungle juice will be flowing after yeah. Josh Rosen or Ryan Fitzpatrick, whoever it is, completes their very first pass in week one. I don't care if it's a three-yard slant. <laughs> that remote is going through the wall in excitement, and we are getting ready to go wild. Are you going to live stream your fan reaction to uh... – the three-yard slant. Okay, let's talk about fan reactions. I know this wasn't on our agenda to talk about tonight, but you know what? You just struck a nerve because I think fan reactions are some of the fakest things out there. I think half of those, probably 75%, probably 80%. I have no hard data to back up that statement. I have no facts to back up that statement. But this is Finsider Radio, baby, and I am two beers into tonight, <laughs> and we are going to get wild and crazy. Which is like 18 beers for the average person. Pretty much, yes. Um, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> yes, that is correct. So these fan reactions, the one where they break their TVs, which is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life, the ones where they go crazy, punch holes in the wall, I think that's all staged. I think it's all fake. I mean, who the hell records a reaction of their boyfriend or their girlfriend or their father or their brother or their friend Towards the end of a football game, who records reactions? I mean, you walk across the bridge from Cincinnati to Kentucky, but <laughs> who records the reactions on that? I don't, I don't know. I don't believe any of it, especially the televisions. I feel like, okay, they just bought a new TV. Or they're going to buy a new TV. They have to get rid of the TV that they currently have. Oh, let me stage a video. Let's break the video. Let's make my tweet go viral. And let's make this thing just fly all over the nation, get 20,000 retweets, and I can promote my sound cloud on my thread and this and that blah 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 Sutton, i hate it it sounds like you're gonna be like that dude from the bagel shop that's about to be on a, <laughs> <laughs> in oh, the viral man. tweet that wrestling dude. ring that dude man he has had he has <laughs> created a name for himself right he just got picked up by somebody um and he could get picked up based on how short he is he just got picked up by someone to do celebrity boxing matches with um, other people who have gone viral. How stupid is that? I, but sir, he's like four eight. I mean, four. who's he gonna box? Who's he gonna box like your three year old? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Who gives a crap about that stuff? But anyway, going back to your point. So. No, you brought up. Well, I did say fan reactions, but I don't think I quite meant. Man, you went on that soapbox. That was beautiful, though. Do you feel better? Yeah, do do you feel better? For now, I'm sure there will be another moment in time throughout this podcast where I just go off again. 
Yeah, because the, we, the really we haven't really started talking yet about what we yeah. talked about. By the when way, they, for those listening, sorry, Sutton, I just need to announce this. For those listening, all three of you, which is my wife, Sutton's wife, and his five kids, uh, we'll just come <laughs> one because so little. Uh, hey, Christine, and uh, what is it? Hey, Jennifer. Jennifer. And then your 25 kids. Um, yeah. How is this having technical difficulties? His microphone actually just died several minutes into the show. So it does not look like Houts is going to be with us tonight. Um, he's probably making that up. He probably wants to do something else with his life, but we'll try to believe him for now. And then uh, we'll see if he joins us next week again, but I think he might be lying to us again. Well, As you we said, haven't, yeah, we haven't recorded in two weeks. So he we probably got the fear poops again. And speaking uh, of not recording in two weeks, I'm just going to go all off on a tangent tonight. We might not even talk any football. On this podcast. <laughs> Speaking of not recording in two weeks, what the hell happened to us? Where have well, we been? There was vacations. Vacation. You went on vacation, and then I was on vacation. Where did I go? Sorry, tell the people where I went. You went to Sesame Place. I went to Sesame Place. If you want to go to Sesame Place, do not go. Do not go. <laughs> Sesame Place. What happened at Sesame Place? Think of your typical amusement park, right? And then think of hundreds and hundreds of little ass tiny kids running all over the place with their snots running out of their nose, with their pants falling down. Oh my God. Then you go to the water park. Oh, let's not even talk about the water park. There's a reason why some of that water is warm. And some of it's cold. You go to the adult section where the water slides are and everything else. The water is kind of cold. You go to the little waiting pool, man. That water, it's warm. And I turned to my wife and I said, Christine, do you know why this water is warm, right? She gave me one look and she basically told me to F off. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it, we were in a section of the water park, Sutton, and uh, all three of our people listening. We were in a section of the water park. I was trying to bring my one-year-old son onto a slide and walking up the stairs. Obviously, I was holding him. Lots of water just flying all over the place from every freaking direction. I mean, buckets flying with water, little freaking monsters with those little squirt guns that they're attached to the uh, playground. So it's like a huge super soaker. They're just spraying you. They don't care. They're just laughing their ass off. I have no idea who they are. They have no idea who I am. They're just spraying the hell out of me laughing. Uh, They're dropping buckets onto my head. Every possible scenario you can imagine of getting wet happened in that water park. And there was one moment where I'm trying to get down the steps because my son got a little nervous. He didn't want to go on the slide. Lots of people around. The slide was kind of big. He was one years old. I would have to leave him with the slide attendant and then run back down to the bottom because my wife was off somewhere else with my daughter and then uh, catch him at the bottom. He got scared anyways. Trying to go down the steps. Sutton, I kid you not. About 15 kids basically ran me over. They just did not care. They all jumped onto the stairs at once. Did you get and any, when did, I said I feared for my life, I feared did, for my life. Did you get any names? Did you talk to their parents or anything? Uh, no, I did not. But listen. Yeah, I, would, I would have really liked to send them a greetings card and possibly a small donation <laughs> to their college a, fund. There was a, a kid teenager because it's the amusement park it's seasonal 
especially in Pennsylvania, it's seasonal. They hire seasonal employees. They have this like slide clubhouse thing where you have to climb about four or five flights of steps, get all the way to the top. Uh, obviously, little kids, so the whole top of this slide is covered by wood panels, uh, wood railings. You can't see through the railings. You can't see anyone up there once they're up there. I go up there, my boy, and he was sitting up there sleeping. I could not believe my eyes. I thought he was dead, to be honest with you. To be completely honest, I thought he was dead. My boy was just sleeping up at the top of the slide. <laughs> kids are running wild up there, sign. They're running wild. You have 15 kids going down the slide at once. I'm like, oh, my God, what is going on? Should I wake him up? Should I poke him? Should I touch him? And I'm just trying to stare at his chest, make sure it's moving. I don't see a moving sign. I'm like, oh, my God, this kid is dead. He overdosed or something. I'm not sure what it is. Overdosed on fun. And then he opens his eyes, and he's, like, rubbing them. And some other lady's like, oh, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm just very tired. I just need to get some sleep. And I didn't say anything because I hate confrontation. Um, I'm the kind of guy who will just walk away from confrontation 95% of the time unless I'm really pissed off. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't say anything, but I'm looking at this dude. I'm like, you just want to sleep when you got 15 little kids running crazy up here, about five stories high. That was a little bad. Um, and then uh, I, I walked down and I told my wife and she's like, yeah, let's go report him. I'm like, no, nah, let's just let him be. You never know what kind of night he had. Rough night. Listen to some Finsider radio. Checked out profootballnetwork.com. Yeah. Never know what happened to him. But uh, she did report him and it's kind of laughed. Which was kind of upsetting that they just laughed it off. But then we went the next day, we saw him. They put him taking tickets at the front gate. So I think they were teaching him a lesson. He was not going to get away with this anymore. We're well, 12 minutes into the show, and we have not talked a single no, ounce of no, Talked a single thing. So can we can we rebrand <laughs> Finside Radio to Sutton and Kanata Radio and just talk about our life? I bet you more people will listen. Oh, absolutely. Our, our stories are so captivating. I mean, because considering what's been happening at my house, let me tell you what's been happening at my house. Oh, God. All, oh, God. All, all four of my boys had strep at the same time. And one of them woke up in the middle of the night with hives. So, yay, oh, we uh, got some antibiotics. But, boo, antibiotics make the diarrhea shits, which are even worse than houses fear poops. Yeah. So yep. we've been leaking through pants. We've been going into our bed linens and uh, we've been, <laughs> my oldest son goes, dad, <clears throat> I, I farted and it just turns to diarrhea. <laughs> no, no. Like, He's dad, I farted and it just turns to diarrhea. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I know, that's kind of, that's kind of how it works, buddy. I'm sorry. Oh, um, no. So he's getting his first kind of real experience yeah. with the uh, with the can't trust the farts. But um, other than that, I was able to convince my wife to not leave us. And uh, so she's staying here, thankfully. Where and, is she uh, going to go? <laughs> we were just like pooping everywhere. And Isaac's talking about farts that turning into crap and I just, I just oh, see my wife my in the corner, like, oh my god, that is wild. Um, that is absolutely. Can you turn off your phone, please? I just hear it in the background, it's making me upset. I thought it's it actually how it's, it's, it's actually. I think it's, that's how it's texting us right now as we speak. Um, he wants to know if we can save Madden. 
No, you guys just talk about it, and I'll say some shit when it releases. I should not have sworn just now. I apologize to all of our faithful listeners. Um, basically, Xavier Howard's rated an 83 on Madden, and I know Houts had a tangent ready to go. Houts is not a big fan of Madden's work. Let's just put it that way. Um, well, correct so, me. Do you have any comments on Xavier Howard being rated an 83? I One mean, of the no- best cornerbacks in the – I'm talking. Don't talk. One of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, top five, top five at the very least, highest paid cornerback in the NFL, and you're going to give this dude an 83? That is, I don't care about ratings. I don't get into that kind of stuff. I buy Madden about every other year just because it's the same every year except the roster changes, and it's not going to stop me from buying it this year if I want to buy it this year, although I have zero time to even play video games anymore. But uh, 83, that's straight-up disrespect to Xavier Howard. Straight-up disrespect. Uh, I agree with that. Now, aren't the ratings, don't they fluctuate over time? Aren't there, like, roster yeah, but you changes know what you, at this season and stuff? So here's what I was thinking, right? Is, you know, John Madden makes these ratings himself, right? He sits in his booth and makes these ratings and gives them to everybody. Oh, yeah. There's a – yeah, it's just him, him by himself. John Madden, yeah. John yeah. Madden has nothing with these ratings, actually. Um, <laughs> John Madden would give Brett Favre 100 every single year, even with these with him retired. John Madden has nothing to do with these ratings. They have a they have hired a guy to uh, do the ratings, and I think he has like one or two other people, which is – Crazy in itself, right? One of the most important things in the game, you're going to have like one or two guys. I don't understand corporations. Underpay so many people, whatever. That's a different discussion for a different way in Kanata and Sutton Radio. But when you look at – we're going to make a lifestyle podcast. Yeah, for like like, ter- like terrible middle-aged fathers can listen to our podcast. What, let's just call the the Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, yeah, we got those for days. Yeah. Okay. Stop talking. Anyways, <laughs> what, were we, what were we talking about? Oh, so yeah, there's this thing called. Uh, well, there was this thing called training camp, but well, you know, that's we can probably yeah. say that for a different show. How did we start with training camp, introing this show, and then get to starting our own podcast about lifestyle stuff? Anyways, Xavier Howard being eighty-three. Okay, so here's where I was going to go. Got it. I was thinking that like part of the reason why they have such bad ratings to come out with is because it's a marketing play, right? You come out with good ratings, people agree with it, people talk about it for about 24 hours, and then they leave and go on. You put out bad ratings, you put out controversial ratings, you piss off people for every fan base, and they're going to be talking about that for days. And here we are. People are talking about it for days. People are writing columns on it of why people were snubbed. So if it's a whole marketing ploy, they're absolute geniuses. The downside to that is you might piss off enough people where they're not going to buy the game because of the ratings. But if Madden says, oh, halfway through uh, training camp, we're going to adjust these grades and make them what we really want them to be, kudos to them. So if this is a whole marketing strategy – they are right on the ball 100%. Yeah, I see some outrage tactics there for sure. Do you want to make some outrage tactics with Finsider Radio? What do you want to say? Let's say something crazy. Say something crazy? 
Uh, Let's say something crazy. Fourth and inches is the best podcast for the Dolphins. That's something crazy. They're my favorite. You know what? I like I like fourth and inches. I like fourth and inches better than our own podcast, to be honest. Go to hell. I like fourth and inches. I, I don't listen to their podcast on the regular. Um, I'll admit. But their personalities are pretty fun. Sometimes they can get a little annoying, and I say this with complete love to uh, Vero and Mike and uh, Tone. Tone. What? Tone. Tone. I thought he was saying Zone. I'm like, what are you talking about? His name is not Zone. Uh, Mike, Tone, and Vero. Nice people. Like, friendly, personable people. They don't piss anyone off. They're like that. Those class clowns that you like to have around in a class just because they keep everyone laughing and everything else. They don't take themselves seriously, which I love. And I try not to take myself too seriously. Sometimes I do fall into that trap of doing that. But uh, these guys can give no care in the world to anything. So uh, I think they're pretty funny. And, um, yeah, their podcast is not the best podcast. But for controversial purposes, we are going to say that it is. Better. They, I mean, they have everything locked on everything. Um, locked was, on football. You locked? totally missed the pun there, but anyway. Jeez. Well, it – you know what? You sounded like my wife. Now you've been talking the whole damn show. I can't get a word in, and now I'm just, I'm just starting to tune. I'm starting to tune you out, thinking about the dolphin schedule. Um, out, outrage tactic for Finsider Radio. Um, I'll say. I'll say. I will challenge. I will challenge Jake and Christopher to any contest whatsoever, and we will win. They can they can seriously pick whatever they want. We're literally more marvelous in every single way. I agree with that. Yeah, um, no listen, since we've been on the air, there's been some controversy around some podcasts and some fighting on Twitter. Listen, we don't fight with people. We don't make enemies. We don't go DX on people. There is enough room on the internet for everybody. Let's all be friends. Let's all coexist. It's not Finsider Radio versus Fourth and Inches or, or Finsider Radio versus The Book Club or Finsider Radio versus In the Hunt or Finsider Radio versus Locked on Dolphins or Finsider Radio versus Three Yards Per Carry or whatever. Other Perfect. podcasts there are out there. There are plenty of Dolphins podcasts. There is room for everybody. If people want their Dolphins fix, let them pick and choose what they want to listen to. We're not going to get offended. If you, not fight. if you want to hear some white dudes talk for 27 minutes about their own families and the dolphins for about one minute and 30 seconds, then you choose <laughs> us. Okay. That's us. That's us. That's us. We're like, we're, um, mashed, we're mashed potatoes. We're always there for you. We have our cameras on tonight so we can see each other talking the inside. And that doesn't sound weird. And I don't know what does, because that sounds pretty weird to me. But uh, I kid you not, in the background in Sutton South, there's like 25 high chairs in the kitchen. It's crazy. <laughs> how many high chairs there are. I'm looking see, right in the corner over your shoulder. Seeing the assembly line back there? It literally is an assembly line. Just take a big ass vat of whatever soup, <laughs> like some fucking porridge like the, or something. Can you stop swearing? I've I'm sorry. I, 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 got, I, I got carried away. Get some porridge oh over there and just slop it on their bowls and hurry them you up. Probably, you probably have like a robotic. You have a robotic arm that just goes down the assembly line and just sticks spoons in their mouth. I wish. I wish. 
Um, so speaking I would. Of, speaking of being spoon fed, um, you know who was going to be spoon fed this coming season was Brian Flores, and the guy who was going to spoon feed him all the information that he needed to need to know was Jim Caldwell. And uh, Jim Caldwell is not going to be with the Dolphins this year in a full-time position. He's going to be a senior consultant. And uh, tough blow for the Dolphins. Jim Caldwell stepping away for health reasons. Jim Caldwell cannot obviously put up with the daily grind of the football season. Obviously, nothing was released as to what the condition is, but serious enough where he needs to step away from the game. And Jim Caldwell was going to be that guy for Brian Flores to lean on when stuff happens, when tough situations arise. Yes, he has many veterans on the coaching staff, but to have a guy of Caldwell's caliber, a Super Bowl winning head coach, to have him on staff there every single day in the building was going to be huge for Flores. And I'm sure it paid off already in the few months that they were both together in that building. But we know by looking deep into this team and any other team in the NFL, it's not just about the talent you have on the field. It's a lot to do behind the scenes. And this one is going to hurt the dolphins. He was a guy I was pretty excited about coming on board. And I don't know. I I suppose it remains to be seen how involved he'll be with the team. I, I don't know. You know, if it's a, if it's any type of a stress related health condition that he's going through, I think you have to kind of, have a clean break and, and really spend that time healing with your family and in, in, in that sense. So it's, it remains to be seen how much communication and ongoing dialogue that Caldwell will have with the team and the quarterback staff. You would have really loved to have his ongoing tutelage with that quarterback group. And I think that's why we were so excited about him with his, with his experience and his knowledge working in that quarterback room. Just love having that that presence and that experience. Uh, so hopefully just best wishes for him and his health and his family. Uh, hopefully he heals and hopefully he's ready to come back in 2020. And we'll see if Josh Rosen is the quarterback of the future or we're getting ready to draft one. Caldwell was going to have a huge impact on Rosen and Fitzpatrick. And it's unfortunate we won't be able to see it take place and flourish in training camp throughout the season. But again, Ryan Flores seems to have some quality guys on staff, at least on paper. So we will see how they all pitch in to help Flores and guide him through his first year on the job. And there are going to be many challenges for Flores this coming season. He has a young team, a rebuilding team, uh, an owner that is hard to please when the team is not winning, an owner that it does not have a lot of patience but as we've all talked about before, we believe the Dolphins are on the right path. They're doing this the right way. And even if they fail after three years, we can at least look back on it and say they did everything they could to rebuild this team the right way. It just didn't work out in the end, which I'd rather say that than toiling away with the likes of Joel Philbin and Adam Gase, where you're trying to rebuild on the fly. And that just doesn't work. And then well, you have well, and then then Dolphins Twitter is going to be right because we what what do we do? We bitch and complain all the time, and then we, we will have we'll have a, we'll, have, we'll actually have a legitimate beef because we will have tried everything. We have tried getting the number one pick. We've tried being mediocre. We've tried 
drafting people on the offensive line. We've tried addressing it through free agency. We've tried this. We've tried that. We've exhausted all outcomes, and we cannot. We just are cursed, and it's the Indian burial and the Native American burial ground thing. Yeah. Uh, we'll see, man. You gotta let it play out, and we won't have any answers. Most likely not after this year. It's going to be a three-year process, in my opinion, unless Flores turns water into wine this year and Josh Rosen becomes what people thought he could be coming out of the draft. Then that will speed up the process. Otherwise, looking at a rookie quarterback next year, they're going to get one in the first round. If, if Rosen flames out, you let him sit, you let him start, you do whatever with him, and then you start the clock after one season with that rookie quarterback at the helm. So – I think it's a win-win. We talked about this before we came on the show tonight. I think it's a win-win for the Dolphins because if they go 8-8, eight and eight, I think that's a huge accomplishment for a team such as this. If they make the playoffs, obviously an even better accomplishment and one that it will be unmatched. Um, last time the Dolphins did that was with Tony Sperano in his first year, actually, um, going from completely rebuilding the team. Adam Gates made the playoffs, yes, but he didn't completely rebuild the team the way these guys are doing it now. So when you want to look at comparing apples to apples and tearing the team apart and building it back up. You look at Sperano. If you want to look at making the playoffs, you look at Gase a few years ago, but uh, that would be a huge accomplishment. And if the dolphins go two and 14 or three and 13, people can say, this is what we expected all along. And you're going to get your quarterback, quarterback, quarterback of the future. So it's a, it's a win-win situation in my opinion. Yeah. I, I think this year it's, it's really just about, a, what happens at quarterback? Is Josh Rosen any good? What kind of tape do we have of him after the 2019 season? Because if you're taking some of the reports that we're hearing right now, Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to be the starting quarterback. And then who? how long is he going to be the starting quarterback? So remains to be seen how long Josh Rosen uh, will get quarterback snaps in 2019. And then the other caveat to this is the young players. What type of young nucleus are we talking about throughout the season? Reports that that Jerome Baker is set to break out this year. Maddie Infante, co-owner of Pro Football Network and influential Dolphins Twitterer, says that people close to him in the organization say that Jerome Baker is on the verge of breaking out. Jerome Baker is a guy I did not like. A lot of people did not like that pick. They thought he was overdrafted, did not fit real well, and he's been – probably the best linebacker on the Dolphins, which is crazy. When you think about it, um, we're excited for Jerome Baker, guys. We are excited. Yeah, we've talked about him quite a few times already during the offseason. I'm pretty excited about him. If he is set to break out, then whoo. And that, to me, really really tells me and can confirm something that we've talked about on previous shows and that they're going to move him around. I don't think he's just going to be that nickel – pass coverage linebacker that we've we've seen. I think he's going to line up on the edge and attack. I think he's going to line up in the middle at times. Uh, saw an Instagram post where he's been putting on some weight this offseason, so I think he will play in more inside situations in that linebacker group, and hopefully he uh, can really be that every down linebacker that we like to see and just make him plays all over the place. And you just want to see guys like Jerome Baker continue to, to build his resume. You want to see guys like Minka continue to just become the best of the best. You want to see Zavian after a contract year, 
being able to back it up with his play and not just say, well, hey, I got paid, now I'm good. So we want to see those types of things happening where Xavier continues his upward trajectory. And then how do we combine those young players over time? How do we combine those young players and supplement them with even more young talent and other veterans that are going to help shape them? And it's going to be an interesting process. We're a freaking huge ball of clay right now. So we can kind of take this in any direction that we want. Okay. So literally Matthew just texted me that his power went out and to continue. Okay. I'm not going to do that to you. I love you guys too much. We're going to end it right now. We'll end your suffering. Excited for training camp. A lot of things are going to happen. One last note about training camp is just how important it's going to be for some of these young players who may not have many opportunities to stick in this league for those types of guys to just put, you know, putting everything that they have out on the field and competing and seeing what they're made of. And with this type of coaching staff and just the, the sense of urgency around the clubhouse. I think we're going to see some interesting competitions and it's going to be a, a fun ride. And, you know, it might be some, some tough sailings here in 2019, but uh, as Dolphins fans, we're pretty resilient people. We have dealt with hardship in the past for Finsider radio. I love you. Bye. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. Cause we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Everybody, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. 
With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.